Saturday Coffee Clutch. And we're back with you this Saturday. Uh, and Oh, whoops. Apologies. <laughs> well, it's just, it's, there's so much eagerness in our Saturday Coffee Clutch. Um, with Heather Lofthouse, who is my former student, Heather, and you are also executive director of Inequality Media Civic Action, doing a wonderful job. Thank you for how, that. How are you this lovely, lovely Saturday morning? Been better, been worse. Fine. <laughs> Do you like well, that answer? That's good. That's very committal of you. <laughs> I know. Um, well, I, you know, we use these occasions to talk about the week uh, just ended. Uh, yesterday, there was a very surprising labor report. Yes, the jobs report. Tell us. Well, you know, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, which is in the Labor Department, and it it's independent. I mean, I've you know, made a lot of mistakes when I was labor secretary. One of the mistakes I made once was to give the impression that I knew what the labor report was going to be, and it's carefully guarded. And I see. I, and I didn't really know, but I sort of um, somehow gave the impression that I did know, and that caused a real ruckus. Oh. And Wall Street was very upset. Mm. People lost fortunes on the stock market. Wow, how'd you remedy that? Well, I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> how, how do you? But yesterday's report was really ex quite extraordinary because it said that 517,000 new jobs were added in January to the American economy. Now, you know, the typical job report, I mean, in a, in a healthy economy, you expect maybe 200,000, 250,000 new jobs. In, uh, well, in December, we had about half that. Mm -hmm. We had 212 something, 250,000, something in that range. Uh, but to go suddenly up to 517,000, when the Fed is worried about too tight a labor market, mm -hmm. uh, is uh, is really uh, kind of uh, astounding. So what, I mean, I imagine that Biden will discuss this at his State of the Union next week, right? Uh, in some form or another? Well, Biden, the Biden administration is going to want to take credit, uh, and appropriately, for the good job news, mm -hmm. you know, creating a lot of new jobs. Uh, but hidden in the details is the fact that wages continue to drop adjusted for inflation. Right. And if wages are continuing to drop adjusted for inflation, there is, guess what? No wage price inflation, right. folks. Not a thing. So the Fed, um, you know, the, the, yesterday was a lot of discussion about, well, should the Fed then go back to raising interest rates faster to slow the economy so we don't have more inflation. And uh, it's just it's just crazy uh, because as long as wages are not rising as fast as prices, um, as, as we are seeing, as long as wages are actually slowing, you don't have a problem. Right. You just don't have a problem. Uh, and uh, I, I really worry that the good news about the labor market and the good news about jobs is going to be buried under this avalanche of concern about inflation. Right. Um, so one theme you've always spoken to is power and countervailing power. And I loved the last two sentences of your piece on the jobs report that you put out on Substack, which said something like, I'm going to butcher this, um, workers do not have the power to raise their wages, while at the same time, corporations have all the power to raise their prices. Brilliant. Did I say that? I think you did. Something I mean, like that. It. But it's absolutely true. If you're talking about who, between workers and, and corporations, uh, who really can raise their 
whether you're talking wages or prices. I mean, obviously, workers don't have any power, no power. In fact, only 6%, 6 of the private sector workforce is now unionized, down from 35% in the 1950s. Right. So there's no power uh, to get higher wages. Right. Uh, but companies, monopolistic companies, companies that increasingly have monopoly control over their industries, do have power to raise wages, uh, raise prices. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're pushing wages down. They're keeping prices up. Yeah. It's all about power, Heather. I know. I know. Power. It really Repeat is. after me. Power. It's all about power. It's all about power. Yeah. I don't, I I don't know. I think that's a song. <laughs> I think it almost was. Um, can we now move, if we must, to... Republican happenings of the week, meetings of the week. We'll talk about power. Yeah, talk hello. about abuses of power. Right, exactly. Well, you know, uh, here's something that, uh, I, I mean, I was shocked by, and I thought that I'm kind of too old to get shocked by Republicans, uh, but when they are putting people on these committees, uh, Kevin McCarthy putting, uh, you know, just, just irresponsible, traitorous, treacherous people uh, who, you know, like like Marjorie Taylor Greene on very important committees, at the same time kicking off these committees, really responsible, good, uh, duty-bound Democrats, Ilhan Omar. I mean, what's the justification for that? Well, you heard what the justification was, but it didn't feel genuine. But what, do, no, what did you hear? I'm serious. The justification was that she's anti-Israel. But that can't be a justification for putting people or on a committee or taking them off. I'm a aware. I'm but aware, but it was I still mean, stated as the that, well, that's, as the thesis. Well, that's just so staggering, right? That you can't, you know, that that a speaker of the house determines the composition of a committee based upon their political be- beliefs or alleged, you or know, alleged previous statement, yeah. right? Or right, exactly. I mean, that, I mean what but then of- looks a blind eye. I mean, hypocrisy to the other people who have been truly anti-Semitic over and over and over again. And Marjorie Taylor Greene's uh, sort of Jewish space lasers. She's on the committee. The Jewish space laser person is on the committee. Uh, But somebody who, uh, you know, was justifiably, in my mind, uh, critical of Israel, can't even get on the committee. We we are really reaching a nadir of of politics in this country. I mean, I thought Trump was bad, but McCarthy and the Republicans went in with him Mm. are worse. I know. And Trump's coming back on Twitter and Facebook. Well, do you think that's going to make a big... Well, first of all, I'm not sure he's going to abandon Trump social because he has all kinds of truth social. (laughs) Trump social, truth social. It is Trump social. uh, He's got all kinds of contractual relationships there. He's got to be... I think he cannot post on uh, Facebook or Twitter until six months after he posts on on, on Trump's truth social. Um, but uh, yes, just merely allowing him back is is troublesome. I know. Lies, conspiracy theory. Well, that's what we're going to get, uh, both from the Republicans uh, in the House, lies, conspiracy theories from Trump uh, on any of these media platforms, lies and conspiracy theories, uh, and uh, it is—it's worrisome in terms of the quality of our of our debate in this country. I know. Um, other things to cover? Well, I, I think Heather, we're we're at a very kind of interesting, awkward point right now 
in political and economic space, if you will, because we're waiting for the next shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. On economics, uh, we're waiting for what the Fed does and waiting to get, you know, but see really what this all means in terms of inflation. Uh, and a lot of people, you know, their their savings, they don't have, most Americans have very little savings, but their savings are usually in the stock market and the stock market prices are going to be wavering up and down. So that shoe has not yet dropped. Um Ukraine, we haven't talked about, but that shoe has not yet dropped because we don't know uh, what what's happening. A lot of people say, well, you know, Ukraine is winning, but uh, the Russians are mobilizing on the border. And how do we deal with that? How do we avoid a nuclear Armageddon? I, I don't know. That shoe also has to drop. Um, we're dealing with a lot of political uncertainty in terms of shoes dropping, the future of our democracy. Donald Trump uh, still, I mean, you know, it's easy to normalize this, but he still has not conceded the election of 2020. He is still going around saying he was robbed of an election. Uh, This has never happened before in this country that you have a a president, a former president doing that. Uh, And yet it's almost normalized. No. And DeSantis, scary. DeSantis is, uh, yes, the next in line. And uh, what is he doing? He is saying, uh, you know, you, 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 you can't possibly teach uh, advanced placement African-American studies. Uh, he's sending all kinds of, uh, you know, uh, undocumented immigrants that he finds uh, to places that in, the, in the Northeast and California. He's sending them around the country uh, to embarrass uh, politicians. Uh, and uh, he really continues to come up with class warrior uh, issues uh, that don't that really set the country back, uh, divide the country. I mean, he is building his entire political structure and base uh, on the premise of Americans hating each other. I know, and so this division. So it brings people, he's more likely to get votes, right? That's one basic reason he's doing it. Um, what else? They're less likely to look up and see where the power's gone, speaking of power? Speaking, well, they, they're less likely. I mean, the, the old strategy, and this, this goes back years, this is an old Republican strategy, uh, and it's a strategy of the moneyed interests in this country, divide and conquer. Keep Americans angry with each other so they don't look up and see where all the money has gone. Mm -hmm. And uh, this takes us right back to the start of this discussion because uh, the the extraordinary reality is that as wages uh, stagnate or drop adjusted for inflation, uh, the country continues to be quite productive. Well, where is all that productivity going? Where is all that money going? Mm -hmm. It's going to corporations. Corporations continue to be uh, extraordinarily profitable. Uh, wh- what are the companies doing with those profits? Are they plowing those profits back into wages or plowing the profits back into into productivity, into new plant, new equipment, new innovation, new art, research and development? No, they are taking that money and they are buying back shares of stock, yep. which is designed, what, to, uh, to help the investor class, to help right. a, a relatively small number of people make even more money. Right. And the executive compensation, that's something you've spoken to in the past, but CEO pay is through the roof. CEO pay uh, has never been as high relative to the pay of average people. Right. fourteen. I think it's up by 
100% over the past several decades. Well, it's now 371 to 1. I mean, I ratio. am old enough to remember when the ratio was 60 to 1 in terms of CEO pay to average, average workers' worker, pay. Right. And uh, I, you know, I remember at the 61, I, w I was thinking, I was advising Bill Clinton at the time and thinking, this is way out of whack, 60 to 1. Now it's 370 to 1? Mm. Heather? Scary times. Yeah. So what are you going to do this weekend? Not this to change the subject too to drastically, no. but I just wanted to, you looked so scared and downbeat. Well, I mean, it is a little grim if it we're is. honest, but okay. So how will I distract myself? Privileged to be able to do so over the weekend. You really want to know? Yes, we're now, you have a whole Saturday in front of you and you have Sunday. Okay. So the new thing allegedly is axe throwing. Remember we all played darts. You'd go to a bar and you'd play darts. Yes. And that was dangerous enough. <laughs> so now you get a hatchet. And you throw it, and so I can't wait. I haven't done it yet. Heather, this is very dangerous. It gets better. Well, There's a glow-in-the-dark version with black lights. So I'm going to do glow-in-the-dark hatchet think, throwing. I, I think you should take Maybe, maybe if you want to take Kevin McCarthy, he is here in California. Uh -huh. But I don't I, I might put up a picture. Anybody. I don't know if they allow that. Maybe I'll put up a picture on what the board. Do you mean? That's dangerous. I haven't done it yet. I'll report back. I'm sure it's fine. Well, we expect you to report back. <laughs> Next next week. You asked. I know. I'm glad, <laughs> Whoops. I, I'm glad I asked. Okay, everybody, um, you everybody, you out there, you have a, a great weekend. You have a great week. We will see you. We will see you next week. Saturday coffee.